In the name of Jesus, our good shepherd, fellow sheep of God. Over the last few months, some of us became more familiar with the FOB over on the U of A campus. Our church had a, a booth, a canopy set up there for the Festival of Books. Portable shelters kept the sun off everyone, and they housed vendors for books and authors and businesses and churches, all focused on books for the weekend. The Jewish people had their own FOB, and they even had shelters for theirs. Instead of a weekend, the Festival of Booths was held over a whole week. They actually lived in their booths for that week in order to remember the time when God's people wandered through the wilderness living in tents after God rescued them from Egypt. It was also a harvest celebration for them. I'm mentioning the festival of booths this morning because it was during that week that Jesus taught the people and the, the religious leaders very plainly that he was the Christ, the Messiah sent from the Father. Those leaders were furious with Jesus because they did understand what he was saying. It was clear to them, and so they wanted him arrested and killed. So now here we are, a couple months later, at the next big festival in Jerusalem, the Feast of Dedication. And some of the Jews are after Jesus again. You heard that Jesus was under the long porch of the temple called Solomon's Colonnade. If you'd like to get an idea of the size of Solomon's Colonnade, I tell you to look up. Because if I'm close, that's the height of that colonnade. Look from side to side here in the sanctuary because it was about that wide. And if you want to know how long it was, you have to use your imagination a little bit. Take the length from our altar to the front doors of the church and double it. They didn't have arches like we have, but picture very large columns lining the patio. Colonnade sounds a little better than porch for something like that, doesn't it? Anyway, that's where Jesus was when this happened. Under this large roof, this patio, where meetings took place and people would duck out of the sun and, and teachers gathered around them, people, so that they could teach. So it was there that they surrounded Jesus and they demanded that he give an answer to a question that he had already answered. Was he the Christ. So Jesus revisited an, an image, a, a picture that he had previously used to explain to them that he was the Christ. So he talked about sheep and their shepherd. The last time he had used that imagery, they were confused. They thought he was crazy. They even thought he was demon-possessed. Even so, Jesus uses the picture again. And he uses words that were rejected by those people then but are precious to us in order to teach us that, our, that the, blessing, the blessings that we have of being sheep of the good shepherd. The first blessing of being a sheep of the good shepherd 
is that the good shepherd worked for your benefit. Think of the way shepherds in biblical times served their sheep. They would take them out to find places where they could graze. They would climb around in whatever sort of rough terrain to to bring the strays back. They would make sure other animals that wanted to harm them were kept away. And then they would lead them back to the sheep pen for a safe night's sleep. So shepherds really served the sheep. What an appropriate way to picture what God has done for his people. Psalm 23 is probably the most famous part of Scripture, famous example of how God's people looked at him that way. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. We've already sung two songs this morning that used the words and the images from that psalm. But you can go all the way back to Genesis and you can find God telling Jacob that he had led him like a shepherd. So the Jewish people knew this imagery very, very well. But they could not accept that Jesus was God when he said to them, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. They could not comprehend that he was the promised Messiah when he said to them, this is why my father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This is the commission I received from my father. So you see, Jesus had not kept them in suspense no matter what they said. He had already told them plainly that he was the Christ and he had used this shepherd and sheep picture to explain it even more. The simple fact is they did not believe, which is what he told them. But they should have believed. They should have believed because of the things he had done. They should have believed because of the powerful preaching and the flawless teaching and that impeccable life and the dramatic miracles. And they should have easily recognized that this was the promised Savior after seeing him do all of those things and then hearing from his own lips that he was the Christ. They should have trusted that he was their God, the shepherd that had led them through centuries who had now stepped into their world to save them just as he had promised. God's grace led others to put it together, like the disciples and Mary and Martha and other, lots of other men and women. They were Christ's sheep. But those gathered around him now rejected him. By the grace of God, you are not like those who confronted Jesus. You are the ones about whom Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. See, you have listened with believing ears what, to what the Bible says Jesus did. You heard that he worked like a, a shepherd serves its sheep in order to serve you. He said what he was going to do. He said he was going to lay down his life for you. And he did that. 
Jesus went to the necessary extreme of dying for you. He laid down his life. He paid with his blood for your sins, for the sins of the world. You are sheep of the good shepherd because you trust that he worked for your salvation. And think of how you needed him to do that. Not just because you had a sinful nature, but even after you came to trust in him. Think of a time, maybe a period in your life where you wandered away a bit, or maybe a lot. You wandered away from God's word, from church, from faith. Or it could be that you're one of those that has always stayed very close to the good shepherd. But you know that any sin is a wandering away from him. Doing what you want to do and not doing what God wants you to do is also a wandering that could rightly bring God's punishment down upon you for eternity. So the truth is we're all sheep who wander. Sheep who need a shepherd to lead us. Listening to what we want instead of what Jesus wants reveals a lack of respect for him and a lack of trust in his leadership. We're insisting that, that we know what's best for us. We know how our life should go. And when we do that, we're really acting like those who heard Jesus but rejected him. If not for our good shepherd leading us back to him, we would find spiritual disaster. Thankfully, we have Jesus who loves us and is intent on leading us back to him. That's the second blessing of being his sheep. The good shepherd leads you. And not only does he lead us back to him, he leads us on the path going forward. The voice of Jesus calls out to you and me. Now, this isn't Solomon's colonnade, but, but this is a place for us to gather, a place where Jesus teaches you. It's a place to gather with attentive minds and hearts to hear our good shepherds speak to us through the words of Holy Scripture. It's a place where we meet Jesus and we hear his voice join with the waters of baptism to lead a little lamb to him. It's a place where we hear the voice of the good shepherd join with the elements of the Lord's Supper and we hear him speak the words of forgiveness. How important it is for us to be here, to listen to his voice. You do this because you know his voice. In a world with so many opinions and false information and fake news and unverified claims, his is the voice you can trust. He said he would do the work of saving you, and he did it. You can trust him. You can trust him when he tells you what is right and what is wrong in the eyes of God. You can trust him when he's calling out to you to, to bring you back to him. 
You can trust him when he says, I forgive you. And when he says, this is the path that leads through this world and to eternal life. That's the other blessing of being a sheep. The good shepherd gives you eternal life. Jesus told the people what he was going to do. He painted a picture, really, of Good Friday and Easter Sunday. He said that he, the good shepherd, was going to lay down his life for sinners, and he was going to rise to life again. He was saying, with those pictures, that he was the promised Savior. Like a shepherd, giving his all to protect and save his sheep, Jesus would die for our every sin. For every doubt we may have about him, for the times we want to reject what he says and, and close our ears to it, for all the times we've wandered, for every sin, our good shepherd said he would sacrifice himself. It would only be a matter of a few months before Jesus did this, but in that moment, as he spoke to those who surrounded him there under that massive patio, his mind was on the point of his mission. And so he told them about the eternal life his sheep would have because they followed him. Jesus would die, he would rise again, and he would ascend into heaven. And his sheep, he said, would do the same. They would follow him in this world, and they would follow him out of this world. And no one could stop them. Jesus said that his sheep are safe in his hands. That they're safe in the Father's hands. That no one could grab his sheep and rip them away from him. How comforting that must have been for those who were trusting in Jesus and listening in on the, in the conversation under that roof. Just think what they heard from Jesus. That they're like little lambs, wrapped in their Savior's arms, his hands holding them tight and taking them to safety. The safety he talked about was the safety of eternal life. There would be no danger for them because the Good Shepherd had everything under control. You know that comfort, don't you? You know about this promise of eternal life. You know that Jesus is leading you there too. He's got you in his arms. He's not letting you go either. You believe. You are his sheep. You listen to his voice. You follow him. And he will lead you to eternal life in heaven with him. What blessings are yours? Because you are a sheep, a sheep of the good shepherd who worked for you and who leads you and who promises to take you to eternal life. Count your blessings today. Blessings you have because you are a sheep of the good shepherd. Amen.